0: And welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am one half of your host Caitlin,
1: and she's here with Andrew. Hi, that's Andrew. me. Hey, yep, I'm that's everybody. Number, number two, that's everybody.
0: This is it. This is this is the studio. This is the uh, what do they call it? Um, like podcasts all come together. Under, I don't know. I don't under know like a label.
1: Oh, like um, like a label. Well, yeah. A podcasting group, publishing group, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh,
0: like for Crime Junkie, it's Audio Chuck, and for My Favorite Murder, it's um, Exactly Right Network.
1: Or like, yeah, there's a bunch, like we- Weekly Planet Broadcasting, there's Air, uh, Earwolf. Um, yeah, you
0: know, you know. Ra-
1: something one. one. Wondery.
0: Wondery's One.
1: There's something with a One in it, like Radio One or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Gimlet. Okay, There's that
0: that's that's enough.
1: Anyway, if any of y'all want to pay us money,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hook us up. This is the studio. Studio. Wait, I already yeah. said that word. Whatever. It's, I think studio's
1: perfect. That's it, the word. It is. That's the one you want.
0: It's seven thirty at night. It's past five bedtime.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. No. But really, we were literally having a conversation on the couch a little bit ago, waiting for food to get here. And I just, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, Andrew, I don't know what you were saying. I totally straight up just fell asleep.
1: (laughs) Probably wasn't important.
0: I was making you watch Hellboy, the new one, which is no good, which is really sad because I love David Harbour, but I was making you watch it and then I fell asleep.
1: I was either making fun of the, uh, maybe I was making fun of the fact that Mila Jovovich is never in good movies.
0: Which is sad. I, I like Fifth Element. I think it's a cult classic
1: it is it's actually very popular people like it oh okay yeah that's a that's a very popular and good movie oh okay okay it's just like most of the time resident evils doing the uh, like one of the 19 resident evil movies that have been made or some other like straight to video thing or whatever
0: hey fun fact she is the most most lethal female in movies Mm. she has the most confirmed kills i watched (laughs) a movie
1: uh, what was it called? Ultraviolet. Did you ever watch that? No,
0: but I know what you're talking about. It it's, has a white person in it that shouldn't be, right?
1: No. Uh, you might be thinking of something else. but uh, I'm thinking
0: of Ghost in the Shell. That's what I'm yes, thinking of. Yes,
1: you're thinking of Scarlett Johansson yes, playing a character shell. who in the comics and anime was called Makoto Kusanagi.
0: Very <laughs> Japanese.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't... Uh, they probably gave her a different name than Kusanagi, but also she's a cyborg. She could technically look however she wants, like Altered Carbon, where it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It's an Asian guy, and now he's in a white man body, and then later in a black man body. What? Yeah, all of them. Well, anyway, Ultraviolet, yeah, starring Mila Jovovich, is really terrible. It's Why? from like the early to mid two thousands. It takes place in the future, and it's <sighs> like vampires, but it doesn't look anything like vampires. It's more like cyberpunky. And uh, I have seen this. There's two parts I want to point out. Okay. One where she has a big fight scene with a guy, and the guy is using his hair to fight her. Whoa! Like swinging his braids at her or whatever. Blades
0: on his braids? I don't think so. I think it's just
1: like, yeah. And then a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. There's a part where a bunch of guys are like surrounded her and Mm -hmm. they try to shoot her and she dodges all the bullets and they just shoot themselves.
0: Perfect. Very
1: very smart villains.
0: Perfect. Love it. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's vampires. I can't remember that movie's real bad.
0: Makes sense. Ultraviolet. You know they can't. I mean, you know sunlight. Uh, yeah vampires
1: yeah so they 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 should also make one called mirror face but you can't see your face because unless you put on makeup i guess
0: um i don't think it has the same ring just just right off the top here doesn't have the same ring
1: fang face
0: Ooh. It's ro- it's i like got the
1: fangs in my ma- mouth <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna suck your blood with them it's
0: like the guy from uh, guardians of the galaxy taser face
1: yeah exactly it's just terrible same same, uh, and same fun, vibe
0: and everybody makes fun of him andrew do you remember that no i'll ever make fun do of they him. make fun of him yes they laugh in his face literally oh uh,
1: they don't think he has a cool name no weird
0: so maybe drop the uh the pointy face fang face fang sorry yes fang
1: face. face of fangs that's better <laughs> is, <laughs> is it though the, yeah it though? why don't you why don't you tell well, us what's going well, on let
0: me tell you something actually good oh and it's a story
1: yes that okay. i'm going to tell you today and i've never heard this yes, i've only did. read it
0: <laughs> you jerk um okay andrew this is a long one today it's pretty lengthy i had my nap i had my power nap got a little noodles we had some noodles it was good
1: i just hydrated
0: yeah, I got. I have water on my right side and a Pepsi Zero on the other side. I'm ready to party.
1: Why did they move to... Z- didn't they used to be one, the Pepsis?
0: I have no idea.
1: They okay.
0: did die at Pepsi. I mean, they still have that.
1: I, just, I was thinking they had Coke Zero and then they were like, here's Pepsi One.
0: I think everything's going to like zero. Like there's Coke Zero, Pepsi Zero... Dr. Do- oh, pepper zero. I just
1: realized, you know what, I think I know what the difference is. Because Coke, it used to, used to be Coke zero. Now it's Coke zero sugar. Yeah. I think it's the sugar is the difference. Because it this used says, to be. It
0: says Pepsi zero sugar.
1: Okay. So it used to be the number was denoting calories, I believe. So it was like Coke zero has zero calories. And now it's that it has zero sugar.
0: Yeah. There is um, no sugar in here. A little sodium. Um, I think it's got aspartame. So I'm going to have cancer. But most importantly, it has caffeine which I need. Okay. So let's talk about our story today, Andrew. Today, we're talking about a very famous guy, which you may or may not have heard of, named Larry Porter Chisholm. Lego. So Larry Chisholm was born in Forest City, Arkansas on December 19th, 1948. And I think, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but you and I have talked about Forest City before and how it was named for the Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was unfortunately the Grand first Grand Wizard of the KKK. So all that's very unfortunate in Arkansas history there. Um, I put in my notes, do better Arkansas.
1: Yeah, we do have a Lincoln County that's named after Abraham. Good job. I think there might be a Grant named after Grant. Yeah, there is. Uh, is it named after him? Oh. Do you know for sure?
0: Oh, no, I don't know that. But we do have a Grant County, Arkansas. Yeah, I can't remember. is that where Hot Springs is?
1: No, that's Garland.
0: Garland, the other G. Okay. Um, so Larry grew up with his mother and father, Francis and Millard, and two brothers, John and Harry, and he was described as just like a totally average looking guy, a little on the geeky side. He was, excuse me, kind of lanky and gangly. He had a real easygoing personality and it allowed him to kind of blend in anywhere he went. Very charismatic, they said. Just chill guy. Just everybody liked him. He was super chill.
1: And you can tell um, he's probably a really old person with parents named Francis and Millard. Uh,
0: you know what? You want to know something? Yeah. I don't know which one is the man and <laughs> which, which one's which? which. Yeah. I didn't know which one's which. Because I was like, I think Millard would be the guy and Francis would be the lady.
1: I've known of Francis who are men. so uh, Well, yeah,
0: but Millard. So, I mean, have you known any? I, I, haven't know haven't, ni- I haven't known any Millards, actually. Yeah, but None. None. So who knows? Francis and Millard. Uh, but Larry graduated from high school in 1966. He was a good student. Oh,
1: I just thought of a Millard. Oh, who? Uh, the, the former president. president. Yeah. That's a guy, Yeah, that's obviously. True.
0: Yeah, I thought about that. Okay, so we figured it out. Mystery solved. We
1: figured out nothing, actually, Th- is the real the, answer.
0: That's the end of the case. Hope you guys enjoyed it. No, just kidding. Um, So he graduated from high school in 1966. He had good grades. He was a good student. Um, he, After graduation, he enrolled in... Memphis State University, which I think now is yes. the University of Memphis. Is that right? Yes, it is. Uh, okay. They so, even
1: wear throwbacks with the MSU on it sometimes for oh, basketball. Really? Yeah. Well,
0: that's pretty cool. I don't know when the name changed, but at some point it changed.
1: It would have been like the 80s or, or very early 90s. But Why did it change? Because U- University of Memphis sounds better than Memphis State University. When uh-huh. you have something state, it, it just conveys like, more prestige when you don't have state in your name oh, okay like think of all of the major colleges generally it's university
0: like, of arkansas university of georgia university of florida
1: yeah like the main university in a state yeah. usually doesn't have state in its name sometimes it's not the case like ohio state is the main state university there but oh, okay that's usually not the case and like there's other plate like um middle tennessee state university mm-hmm. they haven't changed their name but for like athletics they leave off the state
0: it's just Middle Tennessee, yeah, I that. and yeah. Troy
1: State changed to Troy just at Troy. some point, yeah, yeah like okay. the early two thousands. So
0: just some more prestige, cool. That yeah, has nothing it just, to do with the story. It just makes you sound better. Cool. All right, so, oh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, so while there, he met a woman named Harriet. They fell in love. They got married. They had two daughters. <laughs> that Pepsi's really getting me. One in nineteen sixty nine, and one in nineteen seventy. But the marriage very soon dissolved and his wife took their children and left out of state. Um, So in 1970, Larry was drafted to serve in Vietnam from 1970 to 1972. He was honorably discharged and he returned back to Memphis to re-enroll in school. And this time he chose law as his degree path. Like he was like, I'm dedicated. Let's do this. So this time around, though, Larry had a plan to make a little more money. A plan which seemed kind of out of character and a plan which his family and friends knew nothing about. And that plan... Sorry if you can all hear that. Did everybody hear that? So sorry.
1: Almost certainly. Sorry How unprofessional. That.
0: I'm sorry. My phone rang. Um. Oh, the side business. It was a phone call. No, the side business says his friends and family knew nothing about. He had a lucrative side business as a drug runner, which was really out of left field so larry it said that he had kind of a violent side uh and that's kind of allowed him to kind of be controlling and be a little more aggressive with this business so he could run it successfully because it said he was pretty good at it he had figured out how to smuggle heroin over the u.s mexico border and he even recruited some local teens to help with this operation because he knew it was like teens wouldn't be suspected as much so i was like wow So, it was all going great. He was making money. He had his cool little side gig. He was poised to graduate from law school, you know, with good grades. And that was until 1974, at 26 years old, when he was discovered as a drug runner and subsequently arrested for possession and distribution of the narcotics. And for this crime, Larry was sentenced to 40 years in prison, which is a really lengthy stay, if you ask me. But... Uh, Larry fared well in in his time in prison in Tennessee. He did good. He fit in well with everyone. He made a lot of friends with the prisoners and the guards. He would even, he wrote for the prison newspaper. It was called the Phoenix. So he was settling in nicely, you know, as he did in most crowds. He would often act as a mediator between inmates and the guards because he got along so well with everyone and everyone and everyone trusted him. And, after a particular conflict resolution between a guard and inmate, it didn't specify what the ordeal was, what the conflict was, but he helped with some kind of resolution between guards and inmates. So Larry and 30 other prisoners were taken for their good behavior, and on September 13th of 78, they got to go bowling at Bowl Arena in Dixon, Tennessee. So I was like, I guess if you're behind bars, that's actually a really good treat.
1: I mean, Yeah. It's, it's certainly better than what you're normally doing
0: being behind bars which is not as fun but they all got to go bowling and a bunch of guards went with them so it was like it's fine these are all the good guys these are the good inmates that are no problem <laughs> so while on their outing one of the officers noticed that Larry and another inmate were kind of like acting suspicious they were like spending time around the bathroom and it looked like they were like Trying to carry packages or something like under their arms or something, they were being real weird. So the guard went to check on Larry and the other inmate, and that's where he was confronted with a sawed-off shotgun in his face. And I, w- I was like, "Can you imagine?" You're like, "We got the good inmates. It's going to be a good day. We're all <laughs> friends." And then, bam! There's a shotgun in your face. And so the officer was able to back out of the room, like back out of the way, without being shot because the shotgun was not loaded yet. But a brawl and shootout happened soon after. Um, And and it was Larry and the other guy that had a shotgun. So the shootout only lasted like a minute, it said. It was like a minute or less. It was very, very quick. But in that time, Larry basically had his thumb blown off. One officer suffered a bullet wound to his arm and a shotgun blow to the chest. He was only saved by his bulletproof vest. like It saved his life big time. Um, Another guard was did end up did end up being in critical condition but Larry took possession of the guards pistols and began shouting orders to three other inmates one was Ronald Lyons the other George Bonds and the other Floyd Brewer he was yelling at them to take one of the female employees Uh, she 18 year old Carolyn Fielder Larry was yelling at these guys take her hostage grab her let's go and these guys are like you bet they did not argue. It was, it's like they knew what was coming. They knew what was going to happen. So these guys complied and they took Carolyn and they like deuced. So the men would end up releasing Carolyn pretty quickly without hurting her. They didn't touch her. But then they did that so they could immediately hijack a car and its driver. And they forced him to drive to the nearby municipal airport, which is like a small airport. Once they got to the airport, they found a pilot getting ready to fly his, um, they, what do they call it, a Cessna. They called it a Cessna plane. That means nothing to me, but that, I think it means it's a small plane.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I assume it's like a type or brand, but I've heard, the, I've heard the name.
0: Yes, I think it's like a really small passenger plane. Like the pilot, a co-pilot, and maybe like two or three other people can fit in there. Very small. It's not commercial. That's what I'm gathering. So they found this pilot getting ready to fly his plane with his young son. Um, So I think they're like deuces to the truck driver guy. And they're like, hey, pilot and son, we're hijacking you guys now. So they took both hostage, the father and son, and forced the pilot to take off and fly them west into Arkansas. But not long after they took flight, they were forced to land because the, the fugitives were like, didn't let him fuel up or top off. They didn't let him do his safety checks. And so, of course, things went wrong. So they were just over the Arkansas border uh, when they had they were forced to land in a field. They're actually in Mariana, Arkansas, if you know where that's at. Is that a Is that on the Delta? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. How yeah. close is that to West Memphis? Uh,
1: Fairly close. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, But Mariana is really close to Forest City, which is where... Larry's from so he was really familiar with that area um so a farmer a nearby farmer he saw the emergency landing in the field and he rushed over to help the individuals and when he came up to them the escaped inmates they're like let the guy and the the pilot and the son go and they're like you're ours now Mr. Truck Driver so I mean they were just like one after the other like at gunpoint Do what we tell you. You won't get hurt. And they did let these people go. But they took the farmer hostage, forcing him to drive to their next point. And like I said, this pattern continued until the four inmates, they broke up into pairs. So Larry and Ronald Lyons split off and then George and Floyd split off. So um, George and Floyd actually just they were in prison for I think it was um, rape. I think both of them were in prison for rape. So gross. Um, and then I think Larry, Larry was, you know, drugs and whatever. I think Ronald was in prison for like armed robbery, maybe. So Larry and Ronald were together. The two rapists were together. And so Larry and Ronald went in one direction. George and Floyd went the other direction. <laughs> and once they split up, George and Floyd were caught within a day. But Larry and Ronald kind of kept on for a while. So Larry and Ronald ended up taking an elderly couple hostage and making them drive into the back roads of Kentucky. And once there, they released the elderly couple without harming them. So same same MO, over and over again. This is also, once they got to those back roads, Larry and Ronald parted ways. So Larry was on his own. I mean, they were they, all of them were on their own now. So, so police knew Larry was on foot. He had ended up going on foot. He wasn't in a vehicle. And they theorized that he'd be wa- making his way back to the area he grew up in because That's where he was most familiar and he had the connections. Um, so again, he was on foot. He could hide more easily being on foot, so police were kind of concerned about that. And George and Floyd, once they got them, they told police that Larry told them he was headed toward Texas. So they started setting up a bunch of roadblocks on the way to Texas to like try to suss out Larry. Um, but they didn't find him. However, Very shortly after that, a tip came in from Calico Rock, which, fun fact, I used to work in Calico Rock, uh, where a local woman informed police that she thought she had spotted Larry just out and about there. And a local man from there as well said Larry had asked him for a ride earlier that day. So they've got eyes on him in Calico Rock. So they're like, we're going to go. We're going to get him. So police were closing in on Larry Uh, But not before he took yet another hostage at gunpoint and then took this guy's truck. I don't think he took the guy with him. I think he just took his truck because a high-speed chase started to occur. The police found him. The chase ensued. It was on the back roads. Believe me, they are windy and dangerous up there. So that is a very dangerous thing to do. But police fired into the truck, which that's what makes me think that the guy wasn't in there.
1: You would hope so. Yeah. Um. There was an incident in Florida that one time with the, where like uh, like a FedEx driver, package delivery driver of some sort got taken hostage and they fired into the, the police fired into the truck and killed the hostage too. Oh no. It's like, thanks guys. Appreciate it. That didn't help. Thank God you saved those TVs, I guess.
0: <laughs> Just let it go, man. Just let it go. So, um, yeah, he took the other hostage at gunpoint. The police ensued in a chase, pursued in a chase. So police fired into a truck and a bullet did graze Larry's head. It didn't seriously injure him, but it did kind of, I guess he like swerved or like did something. It forced the truck off the road and he crashed it uh, into a roadblock that had been set up that police made. So he had wreaked all this havoc before and then they got him. You know, of course, he stopped. They got him. He had wreaked all this havoc in four days from the bowling alley incident to his capture That was four days. That's a rough four days, if you ask me. Um, But anyway, he was, he ended up being captured and arrested. That sounds exhausting. I know. It's like, all right, now I'm going to take you, hostage. Okay, come on, just give me your truck. You won't get hurt. Just give me your stuff. But having to do it over and over again?
1: And you're probably not getting much sleep. because It's not like, I'm going to go check into this hotel or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's like, are you going to eat? Where's your money? All you have is some guns, like, unless you, like, steal from people
1: which yeah i guess you could just go like to stop at gas stations while you're going i don't, and one person watches the hostage i don't know
0: uh, or, yeah mostly they just need the hostages for their transportation it seems like and for their leverage but it didn't seem like they actually wanted to hurt the hostages not that that's not that that's good not that that's any better but
1: no not particularly
0: but you know what i mean so he was arrested after the high-speed chase and he was booked into the lone oak county jail and in November of 1978, two months after the escape, Larry pled guilty to charges of kidnapping, theft, and like some other crimes. He was sentenced to an additional 30 years in prison. So he's looking at like he's already served a couple, but basically 70 years total in prison. So his whole life. Yeah. So, and about the guns in the bathroom, if you're wondering, uh, at the bowling alley, it turns out a college friend and previous roommate of his, William Henson, had placed. Uh, guns there at Larry's bequest earlier that day before the group of inmates arrived. So William had visited Larry while he was in- incarcerated and they hatched Larry's escape plan together like long before the bowling alley trip. Um fun fact though, William went on the run as well after he was found to be involved with the escape plan and he became a wanted fugitive and he surrendered to the FBI after 13 years in 1992. So, little fun fact, you know, like, a lot of criminals in here.
1: That is a fun fact. Yeah. 13 years of looking over your shoulder can all the you time. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do crime. It sounds exhausting. It really does. We're over here, like, talking about falling asleep. You can't fall asleep while you're doing all these crimes or it, you'll get caught. That's
0: right. I can just fall asleep on my couch.
1: Yeah. And the FBI is not going to come and get you or something. Like, you, you're I good. Not. I hope not. I mean, if they do, you know, it's probably, you've probably been wrong, wrongfully accused, as far as I know.
0: I would think so. Yes. That's my statement. I'm sticking to it. So, after his capture and confession, Larry was sitting in county jail, knowing that his time was limited before he would be sent back to the high security prison to result, to live out basically the rest of his life. So, guess what he did? Andrew, guess what he did, thinking about that?
1: Uh, did he escape again? Because it's the 70s? He,
0: he was, he began to plan his escape again. And again, he used his charisma and his unassuming nerdy looks to put people over him at ease. Like, just chummy buddies here. So on December 22nd, 1978, this was just a few short months after his first escape plan, Larry started plotting again. And with two old buddies of his, George and Floyd. Look at that.
1: I don't know, you'd... I know they got out the first time, but George and Floyd didn't do very good on the run. It no, seems they like. didn't.
0: They got caught pretty quick. Um, and there was some other dude. It didn't say his name. There was a, a fourth inmate. So same thing as before. Four dudes. Anyway. So somehow the inmates were able to get their hands on a wrench. It doesn't say how, but somehow they got a wrench, which they used to open an air conditioning vent in their cells. The men then crawled through the vents to a neighboring room, which held weapons and keys to the jail and to like wherever he was. So armed with keys and weapons, the men came upon a guard, forced him into a cell, like locked the cell, took his car keys and they all drove away. And nobody knows for a while, for like a couple hours. I was like, oh, my gosh. So they had quite the head start. Uh, But by the end of 1978, which was just like a week later, three of the four men were captured. Again, but Larry was still on the run. Again, he evaded police. The captured men led police to believe that Larry might be heading towards Little Rock, the one true city, where the population was larger there, and he could blend in a little easier. So they said he had also like talked about taking up a fake identity and just living it up. Like he had these he had these plans of a fake identity and everything.
1: Well, and earlier he told those people he was going to Texas, right? And he yeah. very much did not
0: right so. well and he might have been making his way to texas or they might have lied i don't know
1: yeah i would just lie to those people right yeah. in case they get captured then yeah. they it's like yeah i'm going to i don't know um iraq like okay
0: well, well that's way far away it's like yeah they'll never find you me could there say england and then go to england arkansas
1: there you go yeah, yeah or paris or paris, or, paris or, or or nashville or dallas or palestine there you go that's
0: a that's somewhere in arkansas. that's one you should say well that's somewhere in arkansas
1: i know that's what i'm saying okay those I, were all those is, were all arkansas places. i think it
0: is palestine though and not palestine yeah here it doesn't matter okay so blah, 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 blah. turns out the men were right and police would learn that larry had adopted uh, about not about little rock about the fake identities police would learn that larry had adopted many pseudonyms on his time out um and some of them were set up prior to his escape by his old drug friends. Like they were the ones who were helping him procure these fake identities. So with that, with his friends, with his drug connections from past and with the fake identities, Larry was able to kind of move about for a long time and elude capture. So about a month after Larry's second escape on January 26, 1979, The first national bank in Cincinnati, Ohio, was robbed. A man entered the bank, pretended to be an official with the U.S. Treasury, and then claimed to have a bomb. The man left the bank with around $250,000. He didn't physically harm anyone, and he just exited the bank and blended in with everybody. People in the bank identified the man as Larry.
1: This... I don't I don't know I've never tried to rob a bank yeah, but it neither. seems like it used to be easier
0: you just walk in you're like I want your money or I'm gonna kill you and they're like okay and then you just walk out and that's it
1: yeah well even like well further back in like the 1920s they were just like robbing banks and being like it was me Andrew and you tell everybody it was Andrew and I did it and here's a here's some selfies for you you yeah. can just share those around
0: good luck catching me yeah I'm gonna go rob that bank over there
1: and there's nothing you can do about it. I've got the Thompson here.
0: I'm an outlaw. Ma, 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 ma. That's,
1: I don't know. They they just robbed banks willy-nilly and escape prison willy-nilly back then.
0: It's true. And it's apparently a little bit in the 70s, too.
1: Apparently so, yeah. In
0: the 1970s. So, um, yeah. So, people in the bank were like, yeah, that was the Larry guy. That's him. So, police believe this was how he was going to fund his escape life. Like, I mean, that's a pretty big paycheck. And you can live off that for a good long time.
1: Especially in the 70s.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. Andrew, you know what you have to do?
1: Oh, find the money? Conversion. Okay.
0: So I'm going to keep going. So by the summer of 1979, the hunt for Larry had kind of like fizzled out. Like they didn't have any leads. But by 1980, things started to heat up again. A woman named Evelyn Wood came forward stating she knew Larry and that they had been together until recently. So this this is the account that she gave. Do you have a number first?
1: Uh, I do now. It's $926,980. <gasps> uh,
0: so he basically got away with a million dollars in 1970. Yeah, just about. Oh my gosh. I didn't mean to yell in your ear, but that's a lot. of <laughs> 250000 equaled almost it's like
1: 900000 Yeah. And, um, you know, everything's gone up except for wages since then. So that's cool.
0: Bazinga. What was that noise?
1: Uh, the chair moved.
0: Oh, okay okay so this is evelyn's story she said that she had dated a man that went by okay i'm not sure it said george or earl so i i don't know (laughs) so we're gonna say george earl um so she he went she dated a man that went by george earl McLean. she said the two met in new orleans louisiana he was a man who did kind of like side gig jobs like roofing and, and construction he had a roommate he was friends with named jimmy price and not long after uh, Evelyn and George Earl met, the two started dating and they moved in together. So and he's hanging out
1: with this guy named Jimmy Price who sounds like an old timey gangster himself. Jimmy
0: Price.
1: Yeah. Jimmy uh, Price wanted dead or alive. It's it feels like it fits. Okay There's a movie about Jimmy Price out there. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, if there if there wasn't there should be no. Uh, anyway, uh <laughs> No, but they were roommates for a brief time. And then George slash Earl and Evelyn got together and moved in together very quickly. So in the later part of 1979, George Earl suffered an injury on the job where he fell two stories off a roof while trying to load some equipment, which sounds terrible. He was admitted to the hospital and spent several weeks there. This injury kind of derailed george earl's like career and his job and it would eventually lead to his and evelyn's relationship going bad as well so in early 1980 evelyn would leave her lover after learning his true identity and that he was a wanted fugitive george earl was actually larry um so she abandoned the apartment they had shared together and moved in with some family she found out larry had moved to mobile alabama with his friend jimmy price the gangster big fan yeah where he, they all began roofing again. Like he was like, well, I'll just pick back up roofing. I know I just fell off one, but got to make a wage somehow. So his stay in Mobile didn't last as long as, um, because didn't last very long because Evelyn had turned him into the FBI when she found out who he was. So his running began again, and he stayed one step ahead of those pursuing him. So we're gonna talk about his time in Mobile and his his second run. Actually, it'd be like his fourth, but whatever. So while he was in Alabama and in the first half of 1980, Larry met a woman named Linda Hicks. The two got together and Larry would move in. And that was his M.O. with a, like, they found that out a couple times.
1: Find a lady and charm him."
0: Basically. And he was just like this nerdy, unassuming, nice guy. So it's like, whatever. So the FBI found Linda and eventually, so they eventually found Linda and brought her in for questioning about Larry. And this is the account she gave about her time. After she and Larry got together, which I'm not sure which pseudonym he was using here. So I'm just going to refer to him as Larry. So after she and Larry got together, he caught wind that the FBI were hot on his trail because Evelyn was like, uh, I dated this guy and he's a liar. So Linda decided, like, Larry was like, there are FBI's guys on my trail. I got to get out of here. So Linda was like, I'm going to come with you. So she decided to flee with him. She dropped her children off with her sister, promised she'd be back soon and then just went on the run with larry and like i said i think this was he might have been using mclean i don't really know what he was using at this point
1: this is one of the wilder um versions of the old uh, parent went out for cigarettes and never came back exactly. story
0: my, my mother left with a wanted fugitive and never came back
1: my mom decided she wouldn't be an outlaw
0: yeah exactly um So Linda said that Larry had been researching how to evade capture. Like he had like books and articles and stuff saved where they lived. And it included having tons of personal information about people to create new identities. As well, he already had some fake IDs. Like I said, his drug buddies had helped him. In fact, he would look up information about children that were born like the year he was born or around the year he was born that had died when they were kids. And he would look up like, does that make sense? Like he would look up dead kids. Yes, this that is... that would be around his age if it, if they were grown up.
1: That's wild, especially because uh, that's that's something that happens on King of the Hill.
0: Does it really?
1: Sort yeah, Dale, the fake name he always gives, Shackelford, yeah? Rusty Shackleford. Yeah, he named he picked that name after a kid that had died. Except the kid never actually died, <laughs> and he was causing all kinds of problems because of using his thinking, name for yeah, stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that uh so he would look up like deceased kids and then he would call the living family of those children to collect information on them and then assume those kids identities. And he was also looking up how to like do mail drops to himself and stuff like that. Like if he went running around, how to like mail stuff to where he was going. And I was like, dude's planning, but that's pretty messed up. So when Larry and Linda fled, they ended up in Magnolia Springs, Alabama. And they, he, she had said they thought about heading like east down towards Florida, and but they ended up stopping in Georgia for a bit. Um, but while they were there, they kind of hung out, and they're like, no, let's go up to South Carolina. So the two would um, sleep and stay mostly in the car as they were pretty low on funds. Um, sometimes she said they'd sleep in cheap motels, but they really tried to fly under the radar. So they, you know, try to fly under the radar. Uh, they would pick up odd jobs at service stations to try and make some money here and there, which I was like, what kind of odd jobs are you picking up at service stations, like let me wash your car, let me like buff your tires, like Maybe. And I was like, What let me pump your gas for you? Could be. I don't know.
1: You wanna have a secret fight club and we do bets? Like I don't know. I,
0: I don't I don't know what the services they would provide were. But they also made money by stopping in and giving blood at blood centers and stuff and getting paid for yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that's how college students do it. That's right. Um, But after about a week or so away from her children, Linda missed them and decided to return home. And Larry went with her for a bit, but decided it was probably best that he not go back to Alabama because the FBI was probably looking for him.
1: Right. And if the moment she shows up, I'm sure they're going to be like, get her.
0: Yeah. So by the time the FBI caught up with Linda, she had already parted ways with Larry at a rest stop in Meridian, Mississippi, which I read two different accounts. I read somewhere that it was. It was that was a week before that she had dropped that they had last seen each other. And then one source said a month before, but still fairly quick timeline between her last visit with him and when the FBI caught up with her, she said she had not seen or heard from Larry since then. And this was his last known location or anything about him for about five or six years.
1: Wow. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. So there's more. But wait, there's more. So in 1986, investigators caught wind of Larry's movement through one of his stolen identities. That's kind of what I sussed out was like it was they had been keeping tabs on a stolen identity and they saw movement on it. And they're like, ah, so this was Gregory Moser, a.k.a. Larry, had moved from West Virginia to Charlotte, North Carolina in 1986. And what he was up to in the six years between Linda and Gregory Moser, (laughs) like Gregory Moser identity, it was kind of a mystery. They didn't really know. So when he moved to Charlotte, Larry adopted yet a new identity, and it's one that he stuck with for a long time, and it's one that's closest associated with him, and that is Kenneth Lamar Brookens. So they knew he was there because this particular alias applied for a driver's license on September 29th, 1988, in that vicinity. So while in Charlotte, Larry, aka Kenneth, was supposedly married to a lady named Deborah Brookins. This woman was also kind of a mystery to investigators as she also had a previous pseudonym of Sherry Moser, which was the name of the other guy, George Moser, you know. So they're not sure if that was like her real name and then Larry adopted George Moser as a like a moniker, like a pseudonym, or they're not sure if Sherry Moser was her real name at all. So they don't they don't really know. And so it's very confused, like it's very confusing.
1: That is very strange. So they actually like no, she, her like actual real name though.
0: No, they don't know if it's Sherry oh, okay. Moser gotcha. or Deborah Brookins, or if they're both fake names and she's totally somebody different.
1: What if she's secretly the El Dorado Jane Doe?
0: What? What? Where did that come from? What if?
1: Well, I don't know. We don't know who this person is. What if she's the person that we don't know who they are?
0: That, that's a, that's a stretch.
1: I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of people in America. I mean, <laughs> it would it, be hard to figure that out. But I'm just saying.
0: That's a, that's a stretch. There's an idea. That's a, okay. Um,
1: but Do people post wackier things on Facebook and think it's real. So who cares?
0: That is, that is true. I'm not magnetized and I've had the vaccine. So anywho, um, where, 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 where was I? Okay. So the two seem to have at least one daughter either together or, sh- or, um, or, or Deborah came into a relationship with it. They're not sure possibly a total of three daughters that's such a big variance one to three
1: daughters most things one to three is not like a huge difference but when it's children it's massive it's kind
0: of like well was it one or was it three i don't know so for sure there was one child that went by brenda which again could be assumed name could be her real name possibly two others named barbie or sandy it's a maybe at that one so Brenda was the only one for sure seen by someone, but the other two were never reported. Like nobody ever said they saw her. So that's why it's like, uh, like the children were talked about in conversation, but nobody ever saw the other two.
1: Interesting. I almost wonder if that's like a cover up, if it was actually just one and they referred to her as three, as three different names at various points. And
0: maybe her name was, you know, Barbie or Sandy and, you know, and they accidentally referred to her as that instead of instead of brenda yeah weird yeah so supposedly they all lived in rock hill south carolina at some point and said that they were all homeschooled so that's why nobody really saw them or knew so or the one or all of them whatever it is the one to three children so for a while the little family lived in motel while larry slash kenneth looked for work Um, they also began attending the christians united for people's People okay, hold on. Christians United for People Ministries, which is like CUP Cup for short.
1: CUP, hilarious.
0: <laughs> the CUP, that's a good elementary joke.
1: Yes, it is. I
0: just spelled it out and, and thought about it. Okay, anyways, they received assistance from the Cup for food and clothing, which I think I've heard of the Christians United for People Ministries and not in a positive light before.
1: Oh, there's no telling. All the names sound (laughs) the same, though, when you have stuff like that.
0: I think you should Google it. Cut the Christians United for People Ministry. See what you find.
1: (laughs) C-U-P.
0: Okay, I'm going to keep going. So the preacher for the church, Tom Johnson, said he met Larry at the beginning of 1989 when the family came forward and was like, we need assistance. He said that the family attended lots of yard sales and auctions that the church put on because they needed stuff for cheap. Tom Johnson said that Deborah, the wife, had an eye problem and had to read things very close to her face, but she never wore glasses or corrective lenses. And Brenda, the daughter, they said had a speech problem of sorts, but they didn't specify what that speech problem was. So the CUP also brought, bought the girls YMCA passes and Tom Johnson remembers the family being avid outdoors lovers. So what, what did you find?
1: Uh, not much, because when I put in those words, it's just a bunch of other stuff that's also similarly named. So I'm not sure if it's a major organization.
0: Okay. Um. So one story Tom Johnson remembers is driving Deborah home from church one time, and she seemed like very evasive and standoffish. And she had the minister drop her off at a busy intersection near the home instead of like at their home proper. It's like she didn't want anyone knowing exactly where they lived. And he noticed that it was like where she was dropped off was apart was, I'm sorry, across the street from this, like, um, I guess it was kind of like apartments or something like that. So he figured they lived in that complex, but nobody really knew where they lived. Um, Larry would provide free or cheap carpet work and handiwork for the CUP members. And they said it appeared he had his own carpet laying equipment and that's how it looked like he made his living was through carpet stuff. So the family continued their lives with Larry slash Kenneth eventually settling into a job in Matthews, North Carolina for a home building company while Deborah worked at a, (laughs) this is a good combo, laundromat slash bar, which I'm going to guess is like she worked part-time at a laundromat and part-time at a bar, but I like to think of it as a laundromat bar.
1: Oh, like it's the the the, same building. This is America right here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Get your clothes clean. Also get a mimosa.
1: Yeah. Especially back then because you couldn't just like i don't know play on your phone you have yeah. to bring like what a book yeah. get real yeah right let's play get darts. smashed let's instead. play darts
0: and get drunk while my clothes are getting clean yeah exactly uh, so i like the idea of laundromat bar but I, i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> two different places
1: maybe we can start that business
0: <gasps> no thank you um they eventually moved into an apartment and uh, they own two vehicles a 1972 Ford fixer upper and a 1978 Chevy van that Deborah mostly used to drive to and from work. One of Larry's co-workers, Sheldon Lewis, spoke of how his friend Kenneth talked about smuggling weed in and out of Mexico, how he grew up, how he grew his own pot plants in his home. And he also talked about how Kenneth discussed his desire to move, like make his way back to Mexico because he enjoyed it. Um, So Sheldon was the one who had sold Larry the Ford Fixer Upper. And because it like pretty much it didn't work, basically, Sheldon would give um, Larry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Larry slash Kenneth would give Kenneth rides like to and from work almost every day. So that was like his closest friend there. And Sheldon is one of the eyewitnesses to have laid eyes upon Brenda, the daughter, but only the (laughs) one. So it's like, I don't know if there was one or three. So even though Sheldon was supposedly a close friend of Larry's, he wasn't able to provide much background information. He only ever knew Larry as Kenneth, like that's the only person he knew him as, and he didn't have much back info on Deborah either, Um, other than she had brown hair and some sort of connection to Florida, um, where her mother and father, maybe stepfather lived. He wasn't sure. And of course, she had the, the eyes, like she some kind of something was wrong with her eyes. I don't know.
1: This sounds a lot like me trying to tell anybody the background of any of my friends. It's like, oh, I don't know, man. They
0: have a mom and a dad, maybe a brother or sister. Yeah. Um. They at least lived in this place because we both lived there at the same time. Huh. I don't know where they live. <laughs> yeah. Very vague. Yeah. And I think that was Larry's purpose. He wanted to keep everything very vague, and and Deborah knew that. Um. So Larry's and Deborah's lives were quiet and uneventful until. January 3rd, 1990, when Unsolved Mysteries ran a segment about Larry's escape from prison and his life on the run. So Larry saw the episode when it aired, and he was like, crap, this the gig's up. And so he b- decided to go on the run again, but this time he was bringing his whole family, which it could have been three people, it could have been five people, I don't know.
1: Uh, did you look up this segment? Did you, did you find it? No,
0: I didn't watch it.
1: I think, because... Once upon a time, I was considering doing this episode. Uh-huh. and I think I did it. And it's like,
0: Little, it's just very quick. Yeah. Like,
1: there's, there's nothing to it. Yeah. Oddly.
0: They show a picture of him, I'm sure, in a sketch. And we're like, this is the dude. And he's like, well, people are going to recognize me now.
1: Yeah. They don't, I don't think they gave all the, like, information about, like, how he escaped and all that stuff. I think it was very brief.
0: He, he escaped prison. He's on the run. Yeah. Basically yeah. it. So, he was like, I got to go on the run again. So, the family left behind, like, everything they owned. The house... Their furniture, their clothes, their belongings, except for what they wore. And they left in the Chevy van that Deborah drove. Right before he left, Larry told a coworker, which I don't know if it was his friend or not, but Larry told a co-worker he had seen himself on the Unsolved Mysteries episode and that he was skipping town. He told the coworker he would return in three months for his paycheck and that everything he left behind at work and at home, he was like, it's all yours. You can take it all. So of course, Larry would not, he didn't return for the paycheck or use the Kenneth Brookins pseudonym again. Likewise, Deborah would not use her pseudonym again either. And then the other one, the Sherry Moser, that was not used again either. He never made any contact with the acquaintances he made in Charlotte either or anywhere else. So investigators would only catch wind of Larry one more time in Atlanta, Georgia, where he sold that van in December of 1990. However, the purchaser of that van would not register the vehicle till almost a year later. So any momentum was lost there. And that was December 4th of 1990. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's the last of Larry. That's the last of Kenneth. That's the last of George. That's the last of Earl. That's it. It's, that's the last lead.
1: Wow. I think we actually made it through an episode with nobody dying.
0: You ruined my punchline. Okay. so Sorry. Okay. I'll give it to you again. So Larry Porter Chisholm has gone by all of these aliases. It's a lot. Are you ready? Kenneth Lamar Brookins, Jack Kaufman, Gary Joseph Buoni, Gary Joseph Buoni, Gerald Coleman, Douglas D. Baker, Charles Cox, Alan Berry, Warren Smith, Daniel Berry, Mark Anthony Baldwin, Theodore Lee Mason, Earl F. McLean, Carl McClair, James LeBlanc, James M. Simpson, James F. Hedrick, Ralph Blair, Charles B. Purdy, and Howard Smith III. I like Charles B. Purdy. Charles B. Purdy. Look at him. He's Faith Purdy.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: So at the time of his disappearance, his last known physical description, he was around 160 pounds, around 5'10 with brown eyes and black hair. Of course, His hair is probably grayed or white by now. He used to wear thick prescription glasses, but he may or may not now with, you know, corrective surgeries and stuff. He's easygoing, mild-mannered, laid back, charismatic, easy to get along with. He blends in with the crowd. He has scars on his left and right arms and a noticeable birthmark on his left thigh, which I'm thinking, who's getting close enough to his left thigh to see? But anyway.
1: Well, one of his former wives, probably.
0: That's true. Or girlfriends
1: or what yeah whatever they were
0: yeah yeah so he seems to prefer the south but he may have gone west as well or he may have gone down to mexico he was said to have visited his fugitive friend william henson in arizona at some point so that's why they think he might have gone west uh yeah remember that william henson the guy that went on the fugitive. Yeah. yeah yeah he was in arizona at some point he's so like he hey buddy yeah exactly we're both fugitives now larry is still On the U.S. Marshals Top 15 Most Wanted. He's the longest-running fugitive and wanted man on the U.S. Marshals list. It's believed he's still alive today. He would be in his early 70s. He's been on this list since before I was born. Before you were born.
1: Before anybody in the world was born, basically.
0: Yeah. That's heavy. But, nope. That's also wrong. Nah. Okay. Um, So, he'd be in his early 70s. So, we'll put this information up. But... If you have any information, you can call in tips to 1-877-926-8332, 1-877-926-8332. And you can also submit tips online at wwwusmarshalsgovernor tips. That's www.usmarshalls.gov tips. And, uh, like I said, Andrew will put that in the notes. We'll also include the wanted poster that he has and an age progress photo. And Andrew stole my thunder. But that is the first episode that we've done where nobody dies.
1: Yeah. Uh, other than, like, I guess, technically the, the, the cops missing... Were, well, and
0: the cops were injured.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, no, no, no bystanders got killed no. or anything.
0: Hostages galore, but none of them were injured. Yeah, that's not purposefully.
1: Pretty, pretty wild.
0: And that's it. That's the story of Larry Porter Chisholm right. slash Kenneth George Earl blah, 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 Charles B Purdy. Charles B
1: Purdy. Uh you know what? I think he won this. What do you mean? He went. He won. He
0: he, w- he wins the game. Yeah, because I mean, when you play the Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, he. His other option is, like, he would have still been in prison at this point, even yes. even before the first escape, I'm pretty sure, because it was 40 years, he was in his 20s. Right. So, I mean, it'd be close, but, yeah, yeah he, he basically, yeah, he's lived a full, if strange and horrible life it, in some it, ways. I don't but know if it's
0: a full life, but he's lived a life out of prison.
1: <laughs> it's probably fuller than living in prison. Yeah, that's
0: true. But yes, yeah. 100%. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is pretty wild.
0: What a, I mean, we made fun of escapees from like the 1800s. We're like, man, anybody could escape prison. But this was the 1970s. It was a little closer.
1: Yeah. And I guess he lived in a world without cell phones. So that yeah. helps. But, yes, 100%. And uh, now, I
0: wonder what he does now. And I mean, is his identity just that solid? Or I mean, he I, could have always died. I say Mexico. Well. I say Mexico. Mexico
1: seems like the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. If he was able to get there. I mean, and
0: he liked, he wanted to live in warmer climates because he always had um, outside type jobs like construction and roofing.
1: Yeah. So he would have, and he had, you know, previous time in Mexico. Yes. And also you'd probably want to go there because the U.S. government isn't there.
0: It's not there. Oh, sources. I want to talk about my sources. So U.S. Marshals, that where I got that poster, Unresolved is I think another podcast or a blog, and they did an episode on this. It was so thorough and so good. Their information was awesome. So I got majority of my information from there. Medium.com, I got quite a bit of inf- information there, and then a little bit from Unsolved Mysteries as well.
1: Very good, Caitlin. Thank you. Um, very good, Larry Porter Chisholm. You you beat us. You, you did it. You dirtbag. You,
0: you got him.
1: You wily rascal. Actually,
0: that's actually what one of the articles described to him as, wily. Wily. Yeah. So anyways, that's
1: it. It's a good word. We should bring it back like, along with. Like flim flam. Yeah. And blockhead.
0: Or dingbat.
1: Dingbat's a good one. Ne'er do well.
0: Ooh, that's yeah. a good one.
1: Yeah. Some of these old words should come back. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. What you got? Um, How many Star Wars is Caitlin? One. It's, it's two. Mm. Bad Batch and I finished the second Darth Bane book. Um, uh-huh. So I'm about to start the third one, Dynasty of Evil. Ooh. So I don't know. I still don't love that book series, but whatever. I'm, I'm almost done. It's and, Star Wars. And it's audiobooks, so I'm not paying that much attention anyway. Yeah. I'm doing other things yeah. and living my life. Mm-hmm. If I were like 100% focused on it and didn't like it, that would be a problem. But, you know. Yep. Um. Other than that, I haven't really done a whole lot. Me I either. started... Rewatching have you ever watched the show Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three? No. So it only lasted like two seasons. Yes. It was on ABC. I remember that. And it was okay. It's, okay. It's alright. I don't know. It's worth checking out. You might like it eh. more than me. Is I it think a sitcom? Yes.
0: I'm not I'm out.
1: What do you mean you're out?
0: I don't like sitcoms. Since when? I have never liked sitcoms.
1: Are you talking about like specifically like the three camera sitcoms like a friends?
0: Yes, and like all I can think of was like Big Bang Theory, Friends.
1: Okay, so it's not one of those. It's uh, more. The Office is considered a sitcom, Caitlin. Oh, and you like The Office. I do love The Office. So it's not one of those like stage production ones where okay. it's like formulated like a play almost, God, you know? I hate those, yes. Ooh, um, well, and it's I also trust. like what? It's a lot more offensive than I would have expected for an ABC show, uh, especially if, for something that came out like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Kristen Ritter, who is mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Mm hmm uh and james vanderbeek as james vanderbeek like
0: it's
1: it's very it's kind of it's all right it's worth checking out and it's just like something to have and watch but
0: i like uh jessica jones that's good
1: yeah jessica jones is really good
0: uh eric andre is in it
1: yes he's he's one of the main characters
0: i'm Um, I'm looking at the cast out james vanderbeek is james vanderbeek yeah
1: so there's a lot of stuff of him like doing acting jobs or whatever that's really funny um yeah
0: dean kane is in it
1: Yes, he's his, he's James Vanderbeek's rival on Dancing with the Stars. Are you serious? Yes.
0: You know that J- Dean Kane got in trouble for some dirty stuff a few years back. I did not. Yeah, some dirty stuff.
1: Probably. Um,
0: Kiernan Shipka's in it? Who's that? And Busy Phillips? Who's that? Um,
1: I don't know everybody. Busy names.
0: Phillips, I don't know what she's in, but I know her. And then Kiernan Shipka plays um, Sabrina on the Sabrina show.
1: The the new Sabrina, the,
0: yeah, yeah. Frankie Muniz is in it.
1: Okay, yeah, Busy Phillips. Uh, yeah, Frankie Muniz. I saw the episode he was in recently. I'm trying to re- remember what they were doing. Oh, James Vanderbeek was trying to get together a Dawson's Creek reunion show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so Chloe, which is Kristen Ritter's character, had mm-hmm. been lying to him, saying that they were trying to do a reunion show with him. And then he would always turn it down so he would feel good about himself, like big league everybody. Mm -hmm. And then um, the character of June, who I don't know, she was in like an episode two of New Girl, but I don't know what else anybody would recognize her from. And she's like, no, Dawson's Creek is great and you should do this. And so then he's like, okay, let's do it. And finds out all of his co-stars actually hate him and don't want to do a reunion show. And uh so then he tried to come up with an idea of doing Dawson's Creek crossover with Malcolm in the Middle. That's why Frankie Munez was there. Oh, okay. But he just like accosted him in a grocery store rather gotcha. than like doing anything proper.
0: Gotcha. It's, uh, it's
1: a weird, it's a very weird show. Yeah. Like I'm surprised it exists at all in any form or fashion, but yeah. I don't know. Check it out. It's on Hulu. Okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. And there's only two, two seasons. I'm trying to remember what, uh, I looked up Busy Phillips. I recognize her.
0: Yeah. She
1: she was in like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, that's it. And Cougar Town. Didn't watch that. She's in that show, Girls Five Eva, that's on Peacock. I haven't watched it.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't know what else she would have been in. I don't even remember her being in the show. But you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Oh, I I know why she was in the show. She was on Dawson's Creek. She Who? was in that episode. Oh. She was in the episode telling James Vanderbeek that everybody hates him.
0: <laughs> that's funny. So there you go. Okay.
1: Do you have anything? Well, I don't have much else. Yeah. I've like started some comics, but like barely.
0: Okay. I just want to ask you a question. Okay. I saw this on Facebook and I was like, oh, and I read the comments. I was like, everybody's mind works differently. If I ask you, what is 28 plus 47? What does your mind do? What, where? Do you, how do you get to the answer?
1: Um, so the real answer is that my, my, my mind freezes you're like, for a minute. Math. Mm, I assume this is basically asking if, like, people, like, convert it into a not, uh, to tens and stuff. Right. Um, usually stuff like that, I would go, like, 60, like, the 40 and the 20, or the 40 and the 20, is that what it was? 28 For- plus 47. 28 plus 47. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would do 60 and then add 15.
0: Wow, that's not what I do. So I break it down to one of the numbers to a division of, of 10. So let's say it's 28 plus 47. So I'm going to go with, um, we'll go down to 40. So 28 plus 40. So then that's 68 plus 7 is 75.
1: 70. So in this version you've laid out, what I would have done is taken two from the 27 and put it into the 48 to make it 50. And then you'd have 25.
0: Wow. no, nope. We're just yeah. going to go down to a zero division. We're just going to go. I don't want to take, I don't want to add anything to the formula.
1: Well, no, I mean, I don't know. You're just taking, you're, you're subtracting from one and adding to the other so that you get one that just, is a I perfect want, 10. I just want
0: to take one. I just want to work with one here. Just okay. one. So we're just going to take the seven away. I'm trying to help you so out. So we've got 40 plus 28. So that's 68. That one's easy. Plus seven
1: is 75. Yeah. My version's pretty easy. You, yeah take two f- you make
0: mine's the best i don't know we're in a, we're in a 10 we're not adding twos and stuff
1: i mean your version your version is no better that's what i say
0: i'm superior um i finished that one book that the irish book yeah how was it the ruin it was, pretty, it was, okay. It was okay
1: did you like it as an actual book or just as irish asmr uh, hey uh, speaking of asmr oh no
0: no no, no actually yes Tell, tell tell Andrew, uh, tell everyone so
1: people who are hipper than i who watch twitch all the time probably know this <laughs> yeah. but it's been real weird on there yes it has. lately um so i'll do my daily check-in just be like what's weird on twitch today um usually it's like most of it's just like a lady in a bikini and she writes people's usernames on her arm for tips um so it's weird. like cool that's awesome that's weird um but I saw one earlier today that was like, ear licking ASMR. Uh. And I said, what? <laughs> and when I came over here, I was like, let's do our check-in on Twitch. And there was a different lady doing ear licking asmr I think said
0: yoga pose yoga
1: pose was the other thing which it's is
0: like clearly hilarious we know what you mean by that it,
1: it is not a yoga pose she's just laying on a bed with her butt facing the camera <laughs> in yoga pants i guess that's a yoga pose oh my gosh and then the the worst part part of all so it's ear licking asmr oh. and it's like this little microphone deal
0: contraption yeah
1: with fake like plasticky rubbery ears on it and she's just licking it just like yeah
0: like, it's uh,
1: except way worse well, let's not replicate it too no, much because it's no it's nasty sounding it
0: was terrible i was like this is so cringy Fifteen <laughs> yeah, like,
1: thousand 000 viewers
0: but maybe there are people like you maybe half of them were people like you that were like what is happening but at least half of them had to be enjoying it so that's still so many 500 people
1: i mean that chat was like flying by so people are typing stuff of some sort
0: <laughs> let's,
1: let's do another check in here no
0: please don't she's still on
1: there Fifteen point seven thousand viewers
0: but that's how you make money i guess Whatever. She's, she's still doing
1: it, her yoga pose
0: <laughs> yeah of course she is she, she must be hurting you're not supposed to hold she yoga actually, poses that she, long i
1: think she's doing it slightly different but yeah
0: oh good okay um, I started, um, throwing a glass the next book in it.
1: Oh yeah. You're back in.
0: Yeah. I I got my little break and I'm going to power through. I think it's the little second to last one.
1: Sounds like you, <sighs> sounds like me reading those Darth Bane books.
0: Well, I like the magic and I like, I told you this. I like the magic. I like the, the fantasy aspect. I don't like the mu- Leave the mushy gushy out of it. I don't care. Maybe no mushy, no mushy, <laughs> no gushy. Ugh. Yeah,
1: what gushy well, i don't know what <laughs> that sounds gross You know what um I mean. anyway <laughs> maybe you should read uh, those darth bane books because it's there's not much of any mushy or smushy <laughs> at all there's people using the force to break people's necks nice so maybe you should check that out
0: i prefer violence i choose violence
1: <laughs> what you sound like one of the sith no, through what well, through violence i gain power and through <gasps> power i break respect. my chains or something i forget what the whole deal was dude I, peace is a lie
0: I, wow am i am i a sith
1: maybe uh, i mean peace is a lie you're probably not able to control your emotions very well you like you you embrace them rather than control them um so that's pretty sith-like versus jedi yeah
0: i i would not call myself a peaceful person but not i'm not violent not that kind of peaceful i'm just chaotic sometimes not on purpose.
1: Sounds like a Sith to me. No oh, well, yeah. You, you. know who? Else,
0: you know who else was a Sith?
1: Um, Darth Bane. Oh, was he? That's yeah,
0: because he's Darth. Uh, Kylo Ren, kind of. He
1: was not. He kind of,
0: kind of.
1: I mean, he never took on a Darth title.
0: Yeah, Darth. Vader. He was a member of
1: the Knights of Ren. Yeah, but they're it's... touched by the shadow. That's what oh, they say in the comic.
0: What does that even mean? The dark side. Exactly. See. But he you might as well be a Sith. And
1: no, it's it's Darth, one of those things where it's like Darth
0: mm. Vader. He was a Sith.
1: Yes, he, yeah, he was. And
0: he ended up at the very end. He was like, I must do good. I love my children.
1: Well, OK, but so he, what are you supposed to do if you didn't do I that? Mean, what if you instead uh, get thrown down a reactor shaft by your apprentice?
0: Oh, well, you come back with fake legs, bro.
1: And then you get lightninged away. Oh. by your own lightning and like evaporate ah! which was pretty messed up or you get chopped in half and live if you're darth maul that's
0: what i was thinking of um that, you, you get fake legs or you <laughs> lieutenant dan you got new <laughs> legs
1: <laughs> or or you get your head chopped off like count dooku oh. aka darth tyrannis um tyrannosaurus was, rex exactly um i was gonna tell you like with the sith thing it's all Sith are dark side users, but not all dark side users are Sith, okay, I think it's an important distinction okay for nobody who okay. cares okay, but yeah um you Caitlin's a Sith confirmed
0: yeah, maybe I want to ask you something, and this is what made me, this is how I got to the con- this is this is how I got there. Let me tell you I was thinking about movies we watched this weekend, I think Star Wars was on for a little bit watch a little bit of that watch watch a little a little a little Indiana Jones. Then Jurassic Park was on the first one, which was my favorite movie as a child. Um, so, um, watched uh, watched Jurassic Park. And then that made me think, of course, all those together made me think a lot. Do you know the common theme?
1: Of Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and Star Wars? Yeah. Um. Come on, you can get there. Oh, I don't know. Is it? It's not Spielberg because I don't think he's involved no. officially with Star Wars.
0: No, not Spielberg.
1: Um, Industrial Light and Magic.
0: What? What is that?
1: They're the people who do special effects. No. Okay.
0: Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's John Williams.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So here's what I want to do.
1: Superman in- as well.
0: Okay. Well, you're already <laughs> playing the game. Um, I want to first off find uh, a list.
1: I didn't know we were playing a game.
0: We are playing. Um, a list. we're playing a game. I want you to tell to me, see how many movies you can name that John Williams composed the score for.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, Star Wars. So that's nine at least.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going ag- to... We're gonna group all the comp- all the Indiana
1: Jones. That's four. I'm up to thirteen. I'm killing it. Shut up. I don't know how many of those Jurassic's did he do. Just the one, or did he do Jurassic World as well?
0: I don't know. He for sure did. Dr- I mean, he set the gr- the foundation for the most of the. Yeah. Okay. I
1: know he did Superman back in the day. So
0: what is that four? we're gonna yeah. we're gonna group the comp the combo movies together
1: i disagree i'm almost at 20 with this
0: okay so four what else um no no get off your computer
1: i don't know what else he's done honestly did he do jaws was that him Uh
0: huh. I, I, uh-huh. I think
1: i may have exhausted my what i know off the top of my head uh maybe he just worked with like lucas and spielberg some more so there's like et uh-huh. all right keep going schindler's list
0: yes really i think so yeah. i just did that because of spielberg i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure yeah
1: what else did spielberg do um or george lucas what else did george lucas do he didn't do much after star wars and i don't think he did the did he do i doubt he did red tails
0: red the, tails
1: it was a movie it's about the like tuskegee airmen uh, it's really bad
0: oh <laughs> is it
1: yeah it was it, it's unfortunate like, it has, like, the worst acting I've ever seen in my life awesome. and is also historically inaccurate in ways that are, like, not prob- good.
0: Prob- problematic.
1: Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to be, like, historically perfect, but.
0: It was not John Williams. I,
1: I didn't think so. Um, who, who else were we talking about? Spielberg, Lucas. Uh-huh. That's Yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head. I'm
0: um. Okay. So, just some. I, I asked John this question, too. I just want to see how many he could do. Um.
1: Did I do better? Probably not.
0: I don't. I think I did about the same. Um, so, Fiddler on the Roof, love that one from '71. Fiddler on the Roof, uh, The Cowboys, which I've actually played that, and it's a lot of fun to play. It's it's very fun. Um, what are there some other ones that are popular? Do 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 do. Hold on, I'm scrolling through a giant list. Jaws, we got that one. Yes. Um, Star Wars, we got that. It
1: gave me nine points right there.
0: Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. <laughs> um. He did Jaws too, Superman. I think you said that. I one. I did say Superman. Um, well, he he they put Empire Strikes Back, but, but eh. yeah, exactly. It's two ones. different movies. Um, you've got all the Indiana Jones ones.
1: Yes, so I'm over fifteen at some point here.
0: E. T. You got that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We got those. Hold on, I'm 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 scrolling. Another su- he did Superman and Superman four, so he skipped a couple there.
1: That's sort of surprising, but I think Superman Four was like Christopher big Reeves is like his his big attempt at directing and stuff. I think he wrote it.
0: Um, here's a fun one: Home Alone. Oh, interesting. Hook.
1: I should have guessed that.
0: Far and away.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Uh, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Uh, let's see what else. He did Lost World as well. Okay. Um, seven years in Tibet, which I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. Saving Private Ryan.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, Step mom,
0: I did see that one. I, he he did the all the Star Wars. It looks like.
1: Uh yeah, as say, I think I think Rise of Skywalker was going to be his last one. Oh okay. And he didn't do music on like Mandalorian. That makes sense. A, it doesn't sound Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't guy.
0: sound John Williams. The Patriot. Hmm, I okay, I didn't know that one. This is a good one. It, it he literally touched most of my favorite fandoms harry potter and the Sorcerer's stone
1: oh he just did the one
0: i think so he laid the he laid the groundwork here
1: well That's, i think i think
0: he did minority report oh he did chamber of secrets as well catch okay. me if you can prisoner of azkaban uh he did war of the Worlds. world hmm. memoirs of a geisha see i didn't even i'm learning things he did crystal skull oh man
1: that wasn't his fault though no it wasn't. he didn't he didn't make the movie
0: War Horse. He did War Horse. The Buck Thief. That was a great book. Um, the For- he did the Force awakens You just gotta be
1: careful or somebody will steal it from you. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep
1: going. Just <laughs> don't dwell on that bad joke. Keep he going. Did, he
0: did the BFG. That was a Spielberg movie.
1: The big effing gun. The From Doom?
0: Big Friendly Giant. Oh. Uh Star Last Jedi. Uh, he did Solo. Hmm. He okay. did Rise of Skywalker. See,
1: the Solo part. Solo and Rogue One are the ones where I was like, I don't know if he did those.
0: So he stopped at Prisoners of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. He didn't do four through seven or seven and a half, 7.2. Um, he, it looks like he is already signed on to do the untitled fifth Indiana Jones movie as well.
1: That makes sense, I guess. Since
0: he see to the others. I
1: don't know why they're making this movie, but you know. Do you
0: think it'll have Harrison Ford in it?
1: It does have Harrison Ford in it.
0: Does it have? Real question.
1: LaBeef? Shia LaBeef. Oh, I have no... Probably not. I would think Cause not. Because they were trying to set up for that fourth one to make it sort of like a passing of the torch to, to LaBeef there. Yeah. And it did not work. Nobody liked it.
0: Yep. Nope.
1: So... Okay. Yeah. Maybe you stop making those movies. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, we don't... We don't need any more. You made... Two really good ones, uh-huh. one pretty good one, yeah. and then one bad one.
0: Yes, it was not. And I like we've talked about this before. I I typically like movies in a genre that I like. X Men love X Men, so I kind of like Dark Phoenix and the new mutants or whatever it was. But I'm not gonna say they're great movies.
1: I think you just need to raise your standards for Probably. movies. Especially oh. since everything is a comic book movie now. You can't just be like, Oh, it has yeah, The Avengers, therefore, I must like it. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can just be... It's
0: but I did like the Avengers movie. Sure,
1: that's fine. But I'm just saying okay. if they make a bad one, you, you don't... It's okay not to I like don't want it. you to be like, yeah. Okay. Same way with people who are like, I actually like episode two, Attack of the Clones, because I like Star Wars. I'm like, I don't like Attack Shut of the Clones. Up. I've seen it like a thousand times and I hate it.
0: So I guess that he hit um, most of the things I like. Uh, he didn't do any X-Men stuff, but he did do... Um, he did do Harry Potter. He did Indiana Jones. He did Star Wars. The one thing he didn't do, Lord of the Rings. Oh, well. Was that Howard Shore?
1: I don't know who that was, but I feel like it's it's better for not having John Williams. It would have been different.
0: It would have been way different. Uh, he has a very animated style. Um, and that is not, I would say that's not Lord of the Rings.
1: Right. And I think that's fine. Yeah. It's going to have to be fine because they already made them.
0: Dude, I'm so smart. It was Howard Shore.
1: I agree about that being Howard Shore.
0: He's also a great composer. Very melodic. Very good composer. What
1: else has he done?
0: Uh, I think he did some Disney stuff.
1: Because I've, uh, I've never heard the name. I don't I don't know that much about these composers.
0: Let's see. Let's see what he did. Hobbit.
1: Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on. Give me just a second. I At
1: watched least, that he's first... He's from Canada. I watched that first Hobbit, and it was... That was good. I didn't need to see any more.
0: Uh, Hold on. He did The Fly? How strange.
1: I assume, like, the one with Jeff Goldblum?
0: Yeah. Ooh, he did The Silence of the Lambs. It's a good one.
1: So it sounds like he did a bunch of, like, weird, creepy he did, stuff. in Philadelphia.
0: Then... He did Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Oh, that's random. Like, it went from, like, Silence of the Lambs and... And the Fly to Lord of the Rings, it or into so Mrs. Doubtfire. I was gonna say I could see the doing the creepy stuff, and that's how like Peter Jackson would know him, because Peter Jackson started off doing like horror slasher film stuff.
0: That's so bizarre. He did seven. He composed seven. The, the music for seven. This all makes sense to me. He did uh, Kevin Smith's Dogma. He did that thing you do. Lots of Lord of the Rings. Well, uh, I wonder if he
1: did that Jay and Silent Bob reunion movie that was terrible. Probably not.
0: Oh, it looks like he did Man of Steel.
1: Uh, Howard Shore did?
0: Yeah. It Eesh. says, an excerpt from the Bridge of Khazad-dûm was used in the teaser for 2013 oh. Superman film Man oh. of Steel. So okay, it was it was just like, a that was Hans Zimmer. Okay, so it's just in the trailer. Yeah. They, they Han- probably didn't have composition yet.
1: Hans Zimmer and maybe somebody else helped. I don't remember.
0: Panic Room, Gangs of New York... More Lord of the Rings. What else? Oh, he he worked with Fran Walsh and Annie Lennox. What can you see? I
1: don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's happening.
0: The Aver? Aver? Aver. Aver. Wow. The Aviator. There it is. He did the soundtrack for King Kong. Oh, but he was later replaced by James Newton Howard.
1: Oh, weird. Wonder. Wonder if... uh Peter Jackson decided he was done with him, I guess. Oh, no. But Uh then I guess he brought Uh him back for Hobbit.
0: In 2010, Shore composed the score to Eclipse, the third installment in the Twilight film series.
1: I figured you already knew that since you have all those soundtracks on vinyl. (laughs) Whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever. Oh, my gosh.
1: Which one is Eclipse in the...
0: He also did The Hobbit.
1: Is that like the last one? What's the last one? Is Eclipse the third or second one?
0: I think it said the third movie.
1: Was it Twilight, Breaking Dawn? It says short and
0: composed, the score to Eclipse, the third installment in the Twilight. Okay. Um, so, and then, Twilight.
1: And then New Moon? Is that what it is? That's the second one, I okay. think. Okay. Twilight, and then eclipse Twilight, and Breaking Twilight
0: Dawn. New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn.
1: Okay. What happens in Eclipse? Tell me the story of Eclipse. What happens in that one? I demand to no.
0: Isn't that the one where... She gets married.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I've only seen um, the second one.
0: I'm trying to... This is acting so bad.
1: The second one is the one where she's like, I'm very sad that Edward's gone. Because he's like, I can't be around you because otherwise I'll eat you. Oh, yeah. Because I'm drawn that's to right, your special right. blood or whatever. The first
0: one, they're like, I love you. We just met each other. And hi. And the second one, he's like, I love you too much. Bye. And, and then, the third, and then they, in the end, they got back together. And I think the third one is where they like well crap now i don't know now i'm second guessing it
1: oh yeah the second one is also it's it's basically romeo and juliet and they make sure you know that because she's reading romeo and juliet in part of it ah
0: so so what great Eh. um uh, comparison good good job stephanie meyer you're a writer you what a writer you why
1: don't you go write some more books about aliens that take over people
0: and she wrote another book um, under a pseudonym to see if it would do good. It did not. And then she was like, oh, that was me to see if it would sell better.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, it was me. I did that. Please sell, Please buy my
1: book. Did that book come out where it's like from Edward's point of view or whatever it was?
0: Um, I think so.
1: I know because, um, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey started off as like um, Twilight fan fiction. Isn't
0: that hilarious? It
1: is. And E.L. James, the writer of that, she is has or is releasing books from the, the guy's perspective <laughs> just like straight up not it's, even sh- it's not, no, not even hiding, hiding it, it. it's yeah.
0: like it's like oh she did that well we're gonna do that too exactly anyway I, th- silly. I think that's it that's all i got um, i also watched
1: loki the first episode
0: don't talk about it i haven't watched it yet we're gonna talk about it next week so we to watch them both yeah this week i
1: like it so far good but it's a one episode and i don't know what else to tell you
0: okay well don't don't maybe mephisto's
1: it. in it <laughs> really <laughs> i don't know
0: don't tease me like that
1: there's a there's a part where uh, a thing happens where you might go oh, maybe mephisto like the first thing i thought was like so how hilarious if they I, i'm sure they filmed the, it too too far ahead for that but do
0: you think the two shows are connected wandavision that is and
1: i'm sure in some fashion former fashion but i don't know so
0: exciting
1: it yeah it's it's pretty good so far cool this one episode
0: well i look forward to watching it because i like tom hiddleston
1: yeah, uh, I think this is like the biggest debut for any of those Marvel shows on there too. I bet it was. Everybody, is,
0: everybody loves Tom Hiddleston. He's such a good actor.
1: I was just kind of surprised. I figured though, one division. I guess Loki is such a popular character, though. Yeah, Could, like yeah. more so than. And he's been Scarlet Witch
0: there since like, the first Thor.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. First Thor.
0: Was he there before that?
1: No, I, I don't think so. Okay, first Thor. There's no I'm reason get, he would have been. I'm
0: getting pretty pumped about Thor: Love and Thunder.
1: Yeah, that will probably be good.
0: I keep seeing the actors like posting like selfies of them on set. You can't really see any outfits or anything. Yeah. But I'm I'm really I'm getting I'm getting excited about
1: it. There's a picture of um, Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan from Obi-Wan Kenobi and that's another one where it's like you can't see much on the set photo cuz it's <laughs> like he's wearing like a black thing over his Outfit. yes they do that so, so yeah, yeah you can't even see uh, it you can kind so of, of see his boots so <gasps> you can you can be like Th- them jedi boots
0: i, l- I l- there's a tiktok I-, I don't know if i've sent it to you before and it's like uh it's ewan mcgregor in in some interview he was telling a story and he said the punchline was that he's like some kid saw him or something he was like that's effing obi-wan kenobi and so there's I'm sure somebody took a picture of of or a video of Ewan in his in his outfit, and they did that sound behind it. That's Ewan Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it's great.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward Except to that show. They
0: don't say effin'. they say something else. I,
1: th- I think they canceled one of those shows they announced for Star Wars. I think it was Rangers of the New Republic. Why? I think they I announced it too early and. In- we're working on it, and we're like, eh, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have announced this so early.
0: They just wanted to get people hyped.
1: Yeah, they could have just done that by announcing the Obi-Wan show, and that that you That's just announced enough. just that. That's yeah.
0: enough. Um, I'm here for some Obi-Wan.
1: But they announced, like, 10 shows and two movies at the same time, so yeah. I was like, y'all need chill. Yeah,
0: calm down, people. They want to be just like Marvel.
1: I mean, they're owned by the same people, the so.
0: Disney!
1: Maybe eventually those will cross over the the mcu star wars oh universe oh my gosh there's an idea
0: so the x-men still fox or well disney they're, they're owns, marvel now disney owns fox
1: yeah, yeah so they'll all, they'll be rolled alone. in eventually yeah, i guess all
0: Sp- spider-man's the outlier because that's sony right
1: yeah but they have like a to working a partner, relationship
0: partnership with them yeah and
1: technically i think hulk is universal but he they can use him in films where he is not the main character but they can't make like a hulk solo film
0: well, that stinks. Why not just buy them out then?
1: Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it costs a lot of money and it's just Hulk. <laughs> it's just the movie rights for But it's Hulk.
0: also Harry Potter.
1: I mean, it's Universal. Universal? I thought that was Warner.
0: Isn't that the same?
1: I don't think so. Because isn't
0: Universal Studios, that's where, that's where Harry Potter is.
1: Yeah, but they had like Star Wars stuff at Disney before Disney bought them. So, I'm so you just have deals to do things okay and licensing
0: disney's gonna buy it all you just you just wait you just watch they're
1: they're getting there they're getting there but yeah i'm pretty sure harry potter is warner
0: okay i think so i remember the logo yeah it's, it's wb
1: universal i believe is also rolled in with like comcast and nbc universal they own like usa and stuff like that gotcha but yeah, it's all it's all very confusing. I agree.
0: Yeah, it really is. Business. What do you know?
1: Yeah, Amazon, Comcast, Apple, Disney Corp. That's what's going to happen eventually.
0: Everything. Hulu. Hulu's in there. Yep. Hulu's already owned by Disney.
1: Yeah, mostly it's yep. like some percentage, mm-hmm. so they can make as they can make most of the decisions mm-hmm. if they want. Mm-hmm. But
0: all right, that's it. that's enough. That's enough shop talk, Andrew. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap this up agreed okay guys um thanks for sticking with us sorry we're a little late this week um
1: i, I had a family emergency yeah
0: i had a family emergency. So, so for once it wasn't my fault <laughs> and i just want to throw that in his face but also uh, I, I i hope your your granddad's okay
1: yeah and technically i mean i have missed an episode for a family emergency as well so that's there is true. that that's true that's but, true. uh yeah
0: but we picked back up we and we still did it on time i think
1: yeah you you brought in some other people
0: Yes, I did. I did.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to... Um, obviously, Mephisto is definitely going to be in um, Loki. John Krasinski is definitely going to be in it. Um, they're going to bring in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine into it. And they're going to bring in uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Anakin Skywalker, uh, played by Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. It'll be Haley Joe Osment. Really? No. Okay, cool. That's not even... That's not even the right kid.
0: (laughs) No, it's not.
1: Jake Lloyd's the kid. Okay. My bad. Okay. I'm not a real Star Wars fan. I've been exposed. I have to leave now. Okay. So, take us home.
0: Yeah. Okay. Guys, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being patient with us um, and for understanding. We will try to drop episodes. Usually drop episodes every Tuesday. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at paint the town dead. You can catch us on Instagram at paint the town dead. All one word. You can catch us on Twitter at PTTDPod. You can catch us on our email at pttdpod at gmail.com. Also, we have a, um, a TikTok, but we haven't posted anything on there. And that's also PTTDPod. Um, please be sure to subscribe on anything you can rate five stars, anything you can like anything you can share anything you can. Uh, any positive interaction you have with us really helps we greatly appreciate it. Um, like I said, thanks for being patient. We really appreciate you guys. And, uh, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.